episode four. I'm your host, Joe Harmon. It's a wet afternoon. I am again on my lunch break, using my time to record some shorts of Race to the Bottom for you, the listener. Hopefully you listened to my podcast last week regarding the rise of racism and Robbie Savage impersonators. Something that's caught my eye this weekend, a club that I've been admiring would be a correct word, but also really interested in in what they're doing. They again kind of brought something to the table on the weekend that's truly unique. And Lewis FC, and it is Lewis FC, are a very unique semi-pro club. They're probably the most progressive club in the country. I'll go into reasons why that that is in a minute. But Lewis FC, they're based in Sussex. They compete in the Bostic Premier Division, I believe. And they first came to prominence last year where they announced that the men's team and ladies team would receive equal pay. Now, in sport, in many walks of professional life, there is a gender pay gap something that is very prominent in football with the professionalism of women's football only just coming to the forefront in the in the last few years and Lewis FC took an unprecedented stance in this country to announce that not only will pay be equal but the facilities training and playing will also be equal what do I mean by that well Lewis women's team also play at the brilliantly named dripping pan stadium as well as the men's they train on the same pitch they play on the same pitch that's unique in this country at present on a global scale there's only two national federations who have adopted the equality stance on pay for football participants. New Zealand did it last year and Norway were, I believe, the first country to do it in 2017. So two national governing bodies, Norwegian uh, Football Association and the New Zealand Football Association, have both gone down the path of ensuring uh, gender equality in relation to pay. On a club level, there is no other club in the country that exercises the same level of equality in its pay towards its employees as Lewis FC does. And that within itself is unique and should be commended. But do Lewis FC stop there? No, they do not. I was happy to read on my Twitter account on the weekend that they have penned an open letter. If you wish to see it, I will add it to the show notes. But if you also go on their excellent website, you will also find that it is on their initial first page. It is an open letter to the FA and the open letter is all about the FA being representative of both men and women and therefore if we're going to pursue an inclusive equal pathway in British football then the pay differentials between the men's FA Cup and the women's FA Cup needs to be addressed. Now the letter itself is very well penned. It has statistics and pay differentials and percentages that is worth looking into. It's definitely worth reading. I'm not going to go verbatim over it, but as you can imagine, guess what? There is a massive pay difference between the men's FA Cup participants, winners, and the women's FA Cup participants and winners. If you read the article and share it, and you must do, it's very important. Also, it's using the hashtag FA Cup prize gap. So if you're going to retweet it and share it, please do that. It's an open letter to the FA board. So that consists of Greg Clark, Martin Glenn, Stacey Cartwright. All of these people are cited in the open letter. And we must remember that the FA is complicit in why we're talking about women's football being behind men's football. Women's football had for many years, a tremendous following within England, for sure. That was affected in 1921. Prior to that, countless women's teams cropped up. Very famous female football of the time, Lily Parr. Please feel free to look into a very interesting individual. But it was a popular 
public spectacle. And in 1921, for reasons unknown to us, but I guess we could hypothesise on them, is women's football was banned by the FA. Unsuitable for women was pretty much the reason behind it. Now, women's football was not reintroduced in the UK until 1971. It was not recognised again. No funding was provided for it until 1971. Now, perhaps it's to do with uh, 1975 Sexual Discrimination Act, which came in place. Maybe the FA was starting to feel the pressure of that. But the 1975 Act, I feel, may have played preemptive role in the FA changing their stance. It's not just in the UK where this has fallen behind. Women's football has been quashed, has been undermined, has been banned in other countries around the world. Brazil banned women's football between the years of 1941 and 1979. In Spain, it was illegal under the Franco regime between 1939 and 1975. I'm sure if we kept looking, there'll be more and more incidents like this throughout history. And what I find amazing about Lewis FC is the progressive nature in which they're asking the right questions from their own governing body in an appropriate manner. Where are we going to push forward on this gender pay gap? From what I understand, they also run an Equality FC campaign, which is about equality throughout the game garden genders it's something that i would love to see other clubs do and promote why isn't that i'm asking a rhetorical question we know perhaps why premier league clubs wouldn't want to elevate their respective women's clubs to the same wage package as their male clubs but at some point something has to change surely and over the weekend, I believe the Women's Super League is now going to have qualified referees full-time from next season. That, again, is a step in the right direction. Quick question, what's the pay difference between a female professional referee refereeing in the Women's Super League and Mike Dean? Are we going to talk about financial differentials and financial differences, those positions as well? I guess we are at some point. But this is going to come to a head. Women playing football do not have to stand for what they feel is wrong. That's the only way I can see this kind of playing out. And it's clubs like Lewis FC who are at the, the forefront of this, not the Manchester United or Manchester Cities or the Arsenals. It's a semi-professional club in Sussex that are asking these questions. And I think that's absolutely fantastic on their behalf. I think it's an indictment on more established clubs. When somebody's taken a stance like Lewis FC, where are the other clubs following suit? Do other clubs not care about a gender pay gap? Do other women's clubs not care about gender pay gap? I'm sure they do. Perhaps it, it's higher up the, the system that you have to look. Who is making the decisions within the other clubs? And do they want to see change? There will always be arguments, well, the FA Cup, the men's FA Cup generates the audience, it generates the crowd. You know, how possibly could we talk about an equal pay when there's such a difference in television and women's football doesn't quite have that yield and that draw yet? Well, let's go back to what we talked about. The FA chose to take 50 years out of the development of women's game. So if they'd allowed it to develop at its normal rate alongside football, perhaps we would, in an alternate reality, we would have a Manchester United women's team and a Manchester United men's team of equal merit and measure and reward. That could have happened, we'll never know. But if you put the brakes on something for 50 years and you dismantle that structure, then in order for that to start again, it has to be built from bottom up. And that's, I'm guessing, what happened around that 1971 time with women's football in England. So that there is a bit of a red herring because they're complicit in it. They chose to stop that. And so it's not the women's fault. 
who are participants in the sport. So where do we go from here? Well, with Lewis FC taking a stand, they've made it clear how they feel. Very clear. My interest from here on in is what are the FA going to do? Are they going to churn out kind of inane platitudes? Are they going to say that this is part of a long-term goal? And let's remember, long-term goals by chairman of the FA rarely come to bear fruit. Greg Dyke had a fantastic hub theory of uh, sports hubs just to digress apparently they were going to all be built by 2020 i think there's one built in sheffield not too sure what's happened to all the others so let's remember chairman they're not permanent they're uh, transitory i suppose and their promises are rarely seen through so i guess it needs to be more of a collective if enough clubs want this then it can change and i think lewis fc need to be absolutely commended for, for for taking this stand so that is the story of lewis fc the most progressive football club their fight against gender inequality in the sport i'm really interested to know who makes these decisions at lewis fc so if you do listen to this anybody from lewis fc and you fancy having a platform to share your thoughts then drop me a dm because i would love to speak to someone from that club it would be fantastic to, to probe the minds further. And what else do they have planned? That's what I want to know. What's next for Lewis FC? Because they've shown themselves to be a club apart, really, with their approach to equality. It's something that should be upheld and it's something that should be joined. Let's see if any other clubs join it. Thanks again for listening to my Race to the Bottom short. I've been Joe Harmon. If you have managed to have a listen, please rate and review on iTunes. That'd be lovely. I use Twitter mainly, using Facebook a little bit more. Please share, please retweet, and any questions, queries, please drop me a message. Thanks for listening. Speak soon.